We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. My name is Chris Plank. We have a busy episode coming up. Toby Rowland will sit down with baseball coach Skip Johnson. Of course, last night on the Classic Broadcast, we dropped the Dane Acker no-no. So we'll talk about Skip's viral hand-washing video and overall his thoughts now on spring student-athletes getting their year of eligibility back and what that means for baseball going forward. Plus, our Spotlight Show which I think has made a great addition to the podcast because there is so much of it that is not relying on video anymore. We're not saying, hey, watch this highlight or look here. It is perfect for this podcast platform. So we'll dive into what might have been for men's and women's golf, men's and women's gymnastics, and, of course, a little bit of what might have been for a handful of student athletes. So that's coming up on the Spotlight Show here in just a bit. So thanks so much for downloading and listening. We'll also tell you about OU Extended Campus, one of our great partners. Degrees online, on-site, on your schedule. Become the tradition OU Extended Campus. The Sooner Sports Podcast is brought to you in part by Academy Sports and Outdoors, the preferred sporting goods retailer of Oklahoma Athletics. Jersey Mike's has delivery. It's available through their app. Download the latest version and place an order for delivery or carryout. And don't forget, 2020 football season ticket renewals are now live. Log into your account on Soonersports.com to view all of your renewal information and to renew today. Joining us right now on the Sooner Sports Podcast, the baseball coach, the man, Skip Johnson, with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. Tell me about the making of the video and the reaction you've had since. Uh, well, uh, the making of the video was kind of, uh, uh, me and coach, uh, Bono were down at the deer lease getting some rock and tur- turkey hunting and, uh, doing a little hog hunting and, uh, Ryan sent me a, a, a text says, you've been challenged. And, um, so I was like, man, me and Bono were sitting there drinking coffee in the shed. I'm like, Hey, we might as well just go down here and, you know, make this video. So we did. It was pretty cool. And the reaction I've got has, has been kind of neat, you know. It's been a bunch of guys mm-hmm. calling me and and uh, uh, <laughs> a little both making fun of me. And, uh, uh, you know, it's just like who you are, you know. So it's been pretty cool. 
What I should have done is uh, uh, when I take that Irish spring out, cut a little bit of it off, then put it in my pocket. <laughs> that was my favorite part. You just happen to have a bar of Irish spring in your pocket. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's fantastic. Um, all right. I got some serious things, though, to ask you about. Um, since we right. last talked, the NCAA has come down with their ruling of the extra year of eligibility for everyone in spring sports, not just seniors, but everybody. One, do you feel like they made the right decision? And then two, what kind of challenges does this now present for you with your roster, with figuring out scholarship numbers, all those kind of things? Uh, Yeah, I think they made the right decision for sure because uh, those kids only got to play – what, 18 games? Uh, so uh, I think they made the right decision, give them an extra year. Uh, the other deal is going to be interesting, um, what they're going to do with the roster uh, and and what we're going to do with the roster and the scholarship deal. You, you, basically, the seniors, you don't, you don't, they don't count against the roster and they don't count against your scholarship. So basically what it is is, you have 11.7 scholarships to divide between 27 players, what they call counters, all right? And your roster is 35, for people that don't know. Um, so, you know, you have a roster. The, the whole the whole scheme of our roster is built around the draft. No other sport in uh, um has a draft that high school kids can sign and go to and go, you know, basketball. I think they declare football. They declare. So this is that's this what really is really difficult for us. So if there are five rounds in the draft, we could lose three to four. If there are ten rounds in the draft, we could lose up to fifteen. So. Basically, what you have to do is decide um, when you get as you go through this deal is you've got to talk to the kids. You got to talk to uh, uh, um, you know, hey, there, there's going to be guys there. Was there a ghost is coming to school? Are you staying? He's staying in school, uh, and I'm signed to go play. I'm signed to go there. I'm a shortstop, and I'm signed to go there. Well, he's going to end up not coming here. He's going to go to a junior college or to a four-year school, stuff like that. And, and so you've got to have make those tough decisions and you've got to look at your juniors, your sophomores, and the freshmen that were here and look at the freshmen that you have. And you really don't know if they're, if they're going to be better, um, you know, because they haven't played college baseball yet. And quite frankly, they didn't even play high school baseball. You know, they've played maybe 10 games in high school baseball. So – that's the difficult decision that we have in front of us. How many rounds do you think the Major League Baseball draft is going to be? I think there's going to it's going to be between five and ten rounds. I think if we start baseball sooner, uh, it'll be for sure ten rounds. If we start baseball later, it's going to be for sure, uh, for sure in between five and ten. It's not necessarily how many rounds there is, it is, but it's also the date, the date they're going to draft. Explain that. They're, they're talking about July. Well, we're used to, the, we're used to uh, the draft being in June. They're talking about being in July. So we really don't know that either. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, skepticism on where anything, what anything is. Nobody knows. And so uh, just this past week, uh, Major League Baseball let the scouts start talking to our players. You know, so if you're a scout and you're sitting there and you're talking to a player, um, and you get his hopes up, so to speak, I mean, he could be, "Hey, what do you got? What do you want?" You know, there's the 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 free agent draft is zero to twenty five, twenty thousand. You know, we're it's going to be a totally different year, Toby, in, in the sense of, I mean, just think of that, you know, we're, it's a sport that you don't have full scholarships in. 
they might not be able to send their kid to school. They might have lost their jobs. Right. You know, I mean, it's a we don't know. We we just it's an avenue that we've never been down. And uh, luckily, we you know we have the support of our uh, administration. I mean, there's you know we we had meetings yesterday. You know, and so every day we have a, a meeting going going over something. So it's a uh, uh, you know that's the biggest thing is is we just got to stay in front of it and try to communicate as best we can. What is the difference, and you touched on this briefly, but what is the difference in what your roster looks like next year between a five-round draft and a 10-round draft? Uh, significant. <laughs> I mean, it could yeah. look like uh, 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 we might be a young roster, a young, a really young team, or a older team. You uh, you you touched on um, the limits, the scholarship limits. They're at eleven point seven, and the size, you know, the number, the counting twenty seven, thirty five roster, all those numbers. Are they? Is there a discussion out there, or legitimate possibility that those numbers could get raised for either one year or for four years? Is that in the pipeline anywhere? No, I mean, there's there's a lot of discussion, like our. Uh, um, uh, Coaches Association has come up with some things, figures that they're trying to do. Uh, but legislative, uh, you know, we were told yesterday a legislative uh, vote is not going to happen until January 2021. So I doubt if anything will change for, from that. So, uh, which is, I mean, the hardest thing is to, to, uh, to call a kid that's a senior in high school or call a kid that was here and say, Hey man, you know, what is the right answer? You can't come, you know, or what is the right answer? I mean, what do you do? Take 10 or 15% off everybody's scholarship. I mean, it's, it, there's, there's, that's what we're trying to come up with as we go through this, you know, you know, we're making phone calls. Should it give, should, should the, should this be good for, for baseball, uh, with them having less rounds, you think it'd be good for baseball, but with us getting hit with this uh, 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 virus, it's out of our control. You know, it's uh, uh, we've got to make sure that we fall under the guidance of uh, the NCAA. And so what we've got to do is make sure that we go through and uh, uh, and look at every piece of it. As we go through it, I mean, it's a. Uh, that's why you have Ryan Gaines. That's why you had Van Hook and Clay Overcash. We'll just put our heads together and maybe make a rock pile over it. So, <laughs> it's fascinating because it seems the best case scenario for being a good baseball team next year is also the most complicated scenario. Because oh, let's it's say a, it's a, if if it's a five round draft, then you've got juniors. I mean, the seniors don't count against your numbers, but the seniors are coming back. We already know that. You've got juniors who you thought you were going to lose, who now you're not. You've got freshmen who you thought maybe never got to campus, who maybe do now. So you've got, you know, you're always playing the anticipation game. You don't have enough scholarship spots for everybody is what you're saying, right? Which is going to lead to complicated conversations, even though you're thrilled to have these talented guys back in your program. Absolutely. There's no doubt about that. You're hundred percent right. And it's, it's, it's stacked everywhere. It I mean, it junior college. They got a year back D two. They got a year back D three. They got a year back, you know, so it's, uh, this is not only happening to us, it's happened to everybody except for the guys that are high school seniors. You know, they're, 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 their year's done. Basically. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You know, one thing that I, I was like, this had to happen, you know, what happened in World War II? You know, I, I mean, I, was, I wasn't born, so, you know, I was trying to look up history because that's what we learned from is, is history. And so, you know, I was trying to figure, I was trying to figure all that stuff up. But there's, there's different plans going forward. I don't think they're ever going to, uh, give more scholarships. 
Uh, at least they help the roster. I don't think they're ever going to give more scholarships to take the counters away. I, I just don't see that deal. I mean, you could do it for two years and get down to it maybe, but it's still uh, um, it's going to be a complicated deal for two or three years, not just, not just uh, this, this next year. Figuring out scholarships for football and basketball and all that kind of stuff is complicated. Figuring out uh, scholarship situations for baseball is a trigonometry equation every year, and now it's been made even tougher. This is, I, I, I'm eager to see how it plays out. I can't wait to see what the Major League Baseball draft's going to be, and uh, good luck untangling this web. I think you're going to have a pretty good baseball team next year, though, Coach. Yeah, we could. I mean, we have some we have some talented sophomores that are back that. The only people that are not really hit from it are, are, are so, the sophomores. But just think about the draft next year. Yeah. All those guys are going to – they're going to be uh, uh, juniors too. It's going to double. Next year's draft will be the most loaded professional draft maybe of all time. It'll be amazing. Hey, Coach, uh, yep. stay healthy. Thank Thanks you. for a few minutes of your time. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Thank you. Skip so good. I'm so excited for that 2021 season already and that incredible roster. And it's going to be very interesting to see what that sophomore class looks like now that they got that extra year back because they were loaded. So uh, unique times, challenging times, but exciting times based on what's coming up. Now, you want to hear something exciting. Joe Castiglione met with the media on Thursday. How about this exciting note from Joe Castiglione? on how things are going with season ticket renewals. You know, we talked about it right before we went into the Skip Johnson interview. If uh, your renewals forms are now live, you can log into your account at Soonersports.com to see all your information. But during these challenging times with COVID-19, how about this incredible note on how renewals are going for the Sooner Nation from Joe C.'s teleconference on Thursday? To this point, you know, I'm pleased to say that uh, as of today, we're – just a little over 70% uh, of our uh, donors and ticket holders renewing for next year. Um, so that's, that's positive. Um, but I also realize uh, it may be a while before we know how much or how many of the um, other 30% decide or can renew. So, we're grateful. Um, we're, we're thankful for all of them. Um, we're constantly talking to them, uh, interacting with them. And I think, if anything, we're building, you know, stronger relationships. And Eric, uh, as we've gone through some of those other times, you know, we've, we've tried to be creative too in helping build bridges from where we were at that time to a future date. So we realize and all of that could be in play at some point. We, uh, if you missed Josie's interview with Toby, that was on the Monday podcast. A lot of great information there. It's available in our archives at Soonersports.com slash podcast. Or I'm, a, I'm an iTunes user. Whenever it comes to my podcast, I just get it all on my phone. So if you go through the podcast app, search Oklahoma Sooners, as I'm sure many of you and, and some of you have, uh, you'll find it just if you scroll down to previous episodes or see all episodes. So – Really good stuff from Joe Castiglione. Check it out in the archives. On Monday's pod, we'll probably sprinkle in a little bit more because there was so much good stuff from Joe C. during this Thursday meeting with the media. Sooner Sports Podcast is brought to you in part by Metroplex Electric. We can be your electrician. For Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Oklahoma news, please check out the BCBSOK Newsroom site for our latest updates. With regard to medical treatment, members should call the number on their BCBSOK ID card for answers to their specific benefit questions. Our members' well-being remains our top priority as we continue to monitor developing news about COVID-19. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention CDC website is the best source for all the most up-to-date COVID-19 information. At OEC, our purpose is to improve our members' quality of life through the safe delivery of highly reliable, reasonably priced electric service, innovative energy programs, and exceptional member service. That is our promise to you. 
today and every day. Podcast rolls on in a bit, but right now we are joined by Dr. Martha Band. She is the Dean of the College of Professional and Continuing Studies, and she joins us here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Dr. Bands, thank you so much for your time. First and foremost, tell us a little bit about OU Extended Campus and kind of what I would imagine is a challenging time, but uh, also a, a very unique one to maybe dive into what the OU Extended Campus can offer. Well, thanks so much, Chris. It's a pleasure to be with you, and you are certainly right. These are interesting times indeed. Um, the OU Extended Campus and the College of Professional Continuing Studies, fortunately for us, um, this has been somewhat less disruptive than it might have been for many units on campus, simply because we had already been in the online space, uh, have been for uh, about three decades. So um, we were involved in the early days. So let me tell you a little bit about what the college uh, offers and uh, give you a little bit of background and then we can kind of jump in from there for whatever questions you might have. Uh, Basically, the college offers a wide range of uh, degree programs. Most of those are offered online, uh, both undergraduate and graduate level courses. We have programs in organizational leadership, criminal justice, integrative studies, uh, and then we have some specialty programs at both the undergraduate and graduate levels, like at the undergraduate level, lifespan care administration, and at the graduate level, uh, things like museum studies, prevention science, uh, human and health services administration, and so forth. In addition to that, we do have on-site degree programs, specifically our School of Aviation Studies is within uh, professional continuing studies. Um, And the primary reason for it being affiliated with PACS is that an extended campus is that that is a highly specialized um, professional type program that there are not very many of those around the country. And so uh, our mission as a college is to focus on uh, programs that are not widely available, um, either like aviation that are uh, credential type programs or uh, programs that are designed specifically to serve place-bound learners and those who otherwise don't have access to a lot of degree options. Um, in addition to that, we do offer um, a variety of what some would refer to as non-credit certifications. Um, these are, are um, things like short courses and seminars and workshops and so forth um, that are designed to do upskilling and reskilling uh, for those in particular areas. And that includes things like um, lean certification or um, economic development certification or oil and gas training or some things like that, in addition to our ongoing lifelong learning programs for senior adults and for kids and um, a variety of uh, audiences like that. About 25 to 30% of our population is military affiliated and we have military affiliated learners all over the world. We have about 14 sites in Europe uh, where we offer Uh, programs to learners there. And then we have a half dozen or so domestic sites here uh, stateside where we uh, provide blended programs, that is uh, some on-site work and some online work. In any given year, we will serve somewhere between five and 7,000 degree-seeking students. And then we serve about another 25,000 students who are Um, the ongoing adult learners through the short courses and seminars and things like that. Um, Give about, uh, grant about 700, give or take, uh, degrees annually and about another 100 or so um, in um, four credit certifications and minors and that sort of thing. So um, fairly extensive reach and we are just delighted to be able to serve that population that's not otherwise uh, able to access the University of Oklahoma. Wow, that's incredible information, Dr. Band. So with that in mind, it's been incredibly successful because your program ranks top 10 in the country for best online bachelor's, bachelor degree programs. Why do you think that mm-hmm. is? What's led to that success? You know, um, I, I think one of the things is that we have been doing this a long time and we know how to do it right. Um, and and it, it means paying attention to a lot of the small things, uh, things like, the qualifications of your instructors to make sure that you're getting the right blend of those who have not only scholarly expertise, but also um, have a a practical and applied understanding. So the sort of scholar practitioner model, 
Um, we work hard at training our instructors to make sure they know how to engage online learners effectively uh, and uh, do so in that space in an ongoing sort of way. We give a lot of attention to the way we design our courses and the way we deliver our courses um, so that they are student friendly um, and that we also orient the students so that they know what to expect. We set up our programs to be user friendly so that students can um, come in and out of programs as their life circumstances demand, which obviously these days is particularly uh, important. So for example, we have five different start dates during the year. So students are not necessarily restricted to just August and January. Um, we, I think the, a couple of other things that are particularly important for high ranking programs is that we provide not just courses online, but we surround that with a full suite of support services, everything from advising to financial aid to uh, records and registration, bursar's office, all of those functions we have adapted to be fully online so that um, the student doesn't ha ever have to come to campus and they're not constrained by distance. And all of those things I think are part of what come together in recognizing programs that um, really have that full orbed capacity and, and provide um, the holistic educational experience for students, not just online courses, but the entire online learning experience. So I think those are some of the things that, that really matter most in the, in the overall scheme of things. Yeah, it's, uh, it's incredible because OU Extended Campus gives so many opportunities. So in our final thought here, Dr. Bans, before we let you get out of here, what should people do if they want more information? How can they get more involved, especially during, for a lot of us, um, that time when we have a little bit more free time on our hands maybe? How can we get more involved? Exactly. Well, the best way to find out uh, what we have to offer is to go to our website, which is pacs.ou.edu. That stands for Professional and Continuing Studies, pacs.ou.edu. And there you can just explore and see some of what we have to offer. Um, and whether that is uh, a full credit program or perhaps a certificate, maybe you have a little bit of time to do some upskilling. We're working on a couple of initiatives for those who do have some time on their hands right now um, with uh, some initiatives we hope to be rolling out very soon for um, in a, what we're calling a work sooner program that will provide upskilling for some of the technical areas. So be on the lookout for that too. We'll, we'll be rolling that out in the next few days. We'd love to have you visit us um, at our website and get in touch with us if you have questions or something's not clear feel free to pop us a question and we will get back to you as soon as we possibly can. Man, Dr. Bands, this has been incredibly insightful and information packed. We appreciate it. And man, thanks so much for your time. We'll have to definitely do this again soon because obviously I think OU Extended Campus is a great resource right now for so many people. Absolutely. We'd love to have as many people join us as possible and everybody out there stay safe and healthy. Do your, do your physical distancing and stay close when in, in virtual ways. They, oh, I love it. Stay close in virtual ways. Thank you, Dr. Bands. <laughs> really appreciate your time. All right. Thank you so much, Chris. Thanks so much to Dr. Martha Bands for joining us here on the Friday Pod. All right, let's get after it. Spotlight with Chad McKee, Toby Rowland, and Jessica Cootie. We talk all things Sooner Athletics. Let's go. Hi there, everyone. Welcome into another edition of Sooner Sports Spotlight. I'm Jessica Cootie, and joining me once again on your screen to the far right is Chad McKee, voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland, and Chris Plank. And guys, let's get right to it, shall we? The last couple of weeks, we've been talking about what could have been for some of these spring sports, these sports that got cut short due to the NCAA canceling the season. So let's put a bow on that and wrap this thing up and, and talk about what could have been for some of these spring sports that had the potential to maybe win some more national championships. It's a champ you around Oklahoma this time of year. We've seen a number of national championships won by multiple programs. So what could have been, let's start with Jim U and Chris Blank. The Sooners ranked number one all throughout this season. They were number one all throughout last season. They were putting up 198 like it was nothing back in January. Scary thing is they were not even fully healthy yet. Do you feel like this team was a slam dunk to repeat as national champions? 
Oh, absolutely. And to think about Maggie Nichols, potentially with her third straight all-around individual championship, she was right on the cusp of that. You mentioned health. She was starting to get back to 100%. Your heart breaks for Jade Degavea, who is having a career year for the Sooners as a senior. She was fantastic all season long. And just how about some of the numbers overall for this team in 2020? Jess, you mentioned it. They were number one overall in the country the entire season. The perfect tens, they were just nonstop from start to finish. KJ Kindler had him cooking and they weren't 100%. So Chad McKee, I feel like we've missed out on an opportunity to add another trophy to the trophy case for national championships for women's gym. What about men's gym and Mark Williams? Chris, certainly a possibility. If you think about it from this perspective, they were less than the men, that is. They were less than one point away from a fifth consecutive national championship, just being edged out by Stanford a year ago, or they would have been in pursuit of a sixth straight title this year. Oklahoma last year at the end, Ewell Moldauer was not quite 100%, one of the all-time greats, but they lost eight seniors off of that squad, including Ewell Moldauer and Genki Suzuki, who's a member of the U.S. men's national team. Still, they had a good incoming freshman class. Now, injuries had been a problem. Tanner Justice, a senior who had a chance to win a vault national championship and be a multiple All-American, had to medically retire due to a back injury. They had another incoming freshman who had to retire because of a medical problem before he even was able to compete for the Sooners. Somehow, the Hall of Fame head coach Mark Williams was able to piece together some guys off the club squad, some other incoming freshmen, and you had two gymnasts in particular who had really elevated their level in Gage Dyer and Vitaly Guamares. Those guys were performing at All-American levels for this team. Oklahoma had two losses on the year when the season was cut short. One of those to top-ranked Stanford, one at third-ranked Michigan. But they were within striking distance of both of those teams. And when you get to the national championship, if you have that kind of special day, you can certainly win it. Mark Williams and the Sooners certainly know all about that. They had a chance this year. A top-three finish was no doubt in the cards for them. And I think you could just about say the same thing about uh, the men's golf team, Toby. Certainly had a shot to win it all. Number one ranked team in the country for much of the year for uh, Coach Ryan Hibble. They already won the Nike Invitational in Oregon. They had one in Hawaii, a couple of second place finishes in there, and, uh, in there as well, and a tremendous amount of experience. I'm talking NCAA championship experience with seniors Quade Cummins and Garrett Reban, even Patrick Welch last year as a freshman with that cross-handed grip went deep into the NCAA championships. He was back this year. The good news is the state of the program right now where Hibble has it, they don't rebuild, they reload. A lot of those guys could be or will be coming back. You add in a freshman and Jake Holbrook that was very impressive this year. Logan McAllister, a youngster who has been very impressive as well. Men's golf is going to be a factor to be in the hunt for national championships for a long time. And don't forget the women's golf program as well. They finished the, th the season with three consecutive top five finishes, led, of course, by Caitlin Milligan. They're a very young team as well. They're going to be a uh, very exciting in the near future. So, listen, just right there, we talked multiple uh national titles that could have been won by Sooner teams, but not just by Oklahoma teams. You look across all of the Big 12, and with the seasons being cut short, Oklahoma baseball, we talked about them last week, but part of one of the best baseball conferences in all of the country. Oklahoma softball, the potential to win another title. And, you know, every year we see multiple Big 12 teams make it to Oklahoma City. On and on and on the list goes. Toby, what kind of national exposure do you feel like the Big 12 conference as a whole has missed out on with these seasons being cut short? incalculable tens of millions of dollars I mean you just look at the NCAA basketball tournament there would have been two number one seeds probably there five teams maybe in the field the women had a national title contender softball in Oklahoma City who knows how many big 12 teams would have been in Omaha this was going to be a very strong year for the conference there women's gymnastics national TV exposure on and on and on golf so tens of millions of dollars of exposure the big 12 missed out on because of this all right, good stuff, guys. That is segment number one coming up on the show today. Oklahoma football, are they running back you? Are they QB you? Are they wide receiver you, O-line you? All of that. We're going to debate that coming up. But up next, we've talked about what could have been. What would have about the season that was? We're breaking down some of our favorite moments and games from this entire season. Keep it here on Super Sports Spotlight. 
Welcome back to Spotlight. This segment brought to you by Taco Mile. Well, we've been talking a lot about what could have been for these Oklahoma sports. Let's talk about the year that was. Still plenty of epic moments. We saw a fifth straight Big 12 title from Oklahoma football, Oklahoma volleyball, back in the NCAA tournament. Heroic performances come from behind wins and record-breaking performances as well. So let's talk a few of our favorites. Toby, once again, you were the first to respond to this email thread, and you <laughs> went up with, or you picked the best game uh, from all of us. So we'll let you start since you responded first. This is a no-brainer. Best game of the year, November 16, 2019, Waco, Texas. Big 12 implications, national title implications, and OU falls way behind to Baylor, 28 to three. It was 31 to 10 at halftime. They're chanting overrated in the Baylor student section in the second quarter of this game. OU without CD Lamb, it's a party in Waco. It's a green and gold party in Waco. And here comes Jalen Hurts and the Kitty Core resurrecting OU from the dead. Austin Stogner with two touchdowns. Theo Weiss with a touchdown. The Sooners rally all the way back. They get the go-ahead field goal from Gabe Burkich. And then it's Benito in the end that comes up with the interception. Biggest comeback in OU football history. Biggest comeback in Big 12 football history. No doubt it was the game of the year. But when we're talking about comebacks, Chad McKee, you got a pretty good one as well. <laughs> I do, but first off, that's a drop the mic when I'm finished and watch it smoke type of statement from you, Toby. It is hard to live up to that. I could throw in the Big 12 championship game, Oklahoma and Baylor, but I mean, that, that game you're talking about was the best college football game of the entire regular season. Now, one of the best performances of the entire college basketball season and the best by a Big 12 scorer was Austin Reeves in what, as it turned out, was the final game of the season for the Sooners. Oklahoma rallied from down 19 points in the second half behind 41 from Austin Reeves, the most that a Sooner had scored since Trey Young scored 44 in 2018. It was an epic type of comeback. Remember, he scored 15 points in the final five minutes. He scored a four-point play with a minute and a half left, and Oklahoma needed every single point. This is the perspective that I like. In the last 20 years of men's college basketball, only Ben Simmons, the former LSU star, now a superstar in the NBA with the 76ers, Ben Simmons and Austin Reeves, the only two players in the country to have a game of 40-plus points, five-plus rebounds, five or more assists, and three blocks. He had six assists and three blocks in the game, too, did Austin Reeves. And it was super important in the grand scheme of things because Oklahoma was coming off a last-second loss at home to Texas. People were wondering, do they need to win more games to make the NCAA tournament? That was the one that convinced everybody that Oklahoma was going to be an NCAA tournament team. And, Chris, it also gives us an idea of the type of lethal scorer that Reeves can be. He scored 72 points in two games against TCU this year. Where do you think he's going to be on Jamie Dixon's scouting report next year? <laughs> Top of the chart. Top of the <laughs> chart. Now, I got to go to the diamond sports side of things, and this was tough for me because I really wanted to go with the OU Arizona softball team in Tempe. It was fantastic. It was an incredible game, and Oklahoma ended up winning. But, guys, I had to go with the no-no. Diamond sports <laughs> supreme Dane Acker shut it down. LSU nationally ranked. Kind of a statement moment for this program. That entire weekend in Houston, if you think about it, because they were playing inside the juice box. They were playing against the Arkansas, the Missouris, and the LSUs of the world. They had already beaten Arkansas. They fell to Missouri. And then Dane Acker with 11 strikeouts, the first no-hitters for the Sooners since 1989. And how about a little power surge from Justin Mitchell as well, too, with a home run? Because it was dueling no-nos, Jess. Dueling no-nos. But for me, Dane Acker's 11 strikeout no-hitter against LSU. That was the game of the year. It was fantastic. Hey, great moments from all of you guys, but I got to show the ladies some love, and I'm going to go with Oklahoma women's basketball and the epic comeback in Lawrence. The Sooners down 22 at halftime. Somehow managed to fight their way back into this game. I had asked Coach Cole, what in the world did you say in your halftime speech? And she told him 
hey, just go play. Just go play. They quit drawing up stuff and let them just take advantage of the matchups that they saw and play basketball. And boy, what a day for Taylor Robertson, the Kansas kid with a ton of friends and family in attendance there um, in Lawrence. She goes off on her birthday, by the way. What a birthday party. 31 points, ties a career high. She hits five threes. Again, you mentioned Austin Reeves with one of the best performances in the Big 12. This was one of the top performances in the Big 12 as well from Taylor Robertson. In this game, she ties the program record for consecutive games with a three mate. Then you go look at the records that she would go on to break after that. The single season program record for made threes. Uh, the Big 12 record that had stood for nearly 20 years for made threes. And, and the list goes on and on and on. But again, I think the comeback, the way that they were able to fight back, young, young team that I think they'll, they'll look back to as they move forward into the offseason and they continue to be a team now that they have the experience and they figured out how to win some of these games. Maddie Williams with 26 points took over that game. Gabby, Gabby Gregory, the freshman, with a double-double, 18 and 10. And oh, by the way, burying the lead here, but win number 500 for Sherry Cole comes in dramatic fashion. And such a monumental win for a woman that has done so much for this program. You look at the at where this program was when she took over the Oklahoma women's basketball program. For her to get to win number 500, just a tremendous feat for the Hall of Famer. And uh, again, just for this program overall. Okay, I think we did it there. A lot of uh, fun moments to look back on. That, that was a fun segment for us. We still got plenty to come here on Sooner Sports Spotlight. Position you debate. Is it quarterback you? Is it running back you? Is it offensive line you? We're debating that coming up next here on Sooner Sports Spotlight. Welcome back to Spotlight. This segment brought to you by Community Coffee. And last week, Sports Illustrated released their series of Position U rankings. So ranking the top programs at each position at the NFL level. And they used a system collecting data over the last 10 years. And Oklahoma, the only program ranked in the top 10 for every offensive position. You're talking number one at quarterback U, number four running back U, number five tight end U, number nine wide receiver U, and number seven O-line you. So we thought it would be fun to debate which one is OU, which one can you really call them? So uh, Chad, we'll, we'll let you start this one off for us. Uh, what position group are you going with? Well, I'm going to combine wide receiver and tight end you and probably move up the rankings just a little bit. When the draft <laughs> happens later on in April, C.D. Lamb is going to become the second Sooner in the last two years to be drafted in the first round. He will be the fifth Oklahoma wide receiver or tight end drafted in the top four rounds in the last five years. It's a lot of statistics and math. Let me continue with some more. Mark Andrews had 64 catches and 10 touchdowns for the Baltimore Ravens. Oklahoma wide receivers and tight ends combined in the NFL this year. 281 catches and 27 touchdowns. You like those numbers? There are some very good, productive NFL wide receivers that have come from Oklahoma. Think about Kenny Stills. He's going into his eighth season in the NFL. Sterling Shepard, D.D. Westbrook. If Jacksonville could ever get a quarterback, he might catch 10 or 12 touchdown passes. Then you go Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews. And how about we combine QBU and wide receiver tight end you with Blake Bell? who caught a touchdown for the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC playoffs last year and caught a pass in their Super Bowl win over San Francisco. And you wonder who might be next. Might it be Theo Weiss, Jaden Hazelwood? I don't know, but I don't think the train is stopping anytime soon. Toby, that's a tough argument, but I think you make a pretty good one as well. Well, I'm going to make the case for Bill Bedenboe and his big uglies up front. They were ranked number seven over the last 10 years? Are you kidding me? I know there was a mathematical formula that went into this, but I think they didn't account for some things. Listen to this. In the last 10 years, just the last 10 years, Jamal Brown, Wes Sims, Davin Joseph, Chris Chester, Phil Lodeholt, Duke Robinson, Trent Williams, Donald Stevenson, Lane Johnson, Daryl Williams, Tyrus Thompson, Orlando Brown, Cody Ford, Bobby Evans, Drew Samia, and Ben Powell. Wow. All drafted. Get you a breath there. 16 guys drafted in the last 10 years. Four, uh, four of those guys went in the first round. Three went in the second round. Uh, they're tabulating this, Sports Illustrated is, on how well they have done in the NFL, what rounds they were drafted in. I think you got to also factor in the success that these offensive lines and linemen had in college football. Look at the running games that Oklahoma has had over the last 10 years. Look at the quarterback play that has been allowed to happen because of these offensive lines. 
what Bill Biedenboe and, and even two or three years before him, what they have done at that position over the last decade has been remarkable, Jess. Hey, guys, 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 it is quarterback you. You make good cases, but it is quarterback you. Let's face it, the only program with back-to-back -back Heisman Trophy winners at quarterback and number one overall draft picks in Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray. And then you look what Kyler Murray went on to do in the NFL, uh, the Offensive Rookie of the Year. Sam Bradford, another quarterback that went number one overall and won the Heisman Trophy. But look, the name that we need to be talking about that makes Oklahoma quarterback you is Lincoln Riley. I think he needs to start being in Heisman Trophy conversation. I, I got a chance to talk with Joel Klatt last year at Pro Day, and of course he played quarterback in Colorado, uh, Fox Sports main analyst, and he said, I played the position, and I, I'm telling you as a high school recruit, if I get a name, if I get a letter or a call from Lincoln Riley, that goes to the top of my list. It has to be number one. There's no doubt about it because of what Lincoln Riley is doing in his offenses and then the way he's developing them. And Plank, and then you throw in a guy like Jalen Hurts, who also has the potential to go very high in this draft. And the one year, the, the tremendous progress that he made in one year under Lincoln Riley. Yeah, see, I, I'm kind of left out because I just thought quarterback U was a slam dunk. When they said it was the last 10 years and I couldn't put Adrian Peterson in the conversation, I thought QBU slam dunk. Back-to-back -back number one overall pick, Sam Bradford in that mix as well, too. And Jalen Hurts maybe sneaking into the first round after only being on campus since February. Jess, I'm with you. An absolute slam dunk for quarterback U. Hey, guys, what I'm not going to do is tell Joe Washington that none of us picked running back you, but Plank, you can make a case for that as well. You look at Joe Mixon, Damian Williams. There's some guys doing some big things in the league from Oklahoma as well at running back. Oh, absolutely. And Damian Williams has himself a Super Bowl ring right now. Joe Mixon, listen, we're not talking fantasy football here, but everyone's falling in love with Joe Mixon as a fantasy football guru here from that perspective. So, yeah, absolutely. And let me make one more case for the running back position as well, too. A lot of this is predicated on what ended up happening in the National Football League. There are a, an, a, a bevy of running backs we've had over the last couple of years that have had great careers, really good to great careers as Oklahoma Sooners, but because they didn't have that success in the National Football League, it seems as if it gets minimized. You know, I think about a guy like a Brennan Clay, who had a really nice senior season as well, too. Think about if a Dominique Whaley had never been injured as well, too. So we're not going to wow people from that perspective with, with NFL drafts and, and, and looking at guys who had success in the league, like a DeMarco Murray and an Adrian Peterson did. But there's been a really good cradle of running backs over the last couple of seasons. And I'm thinking, Jess, you added Kennedy Brooks to that mix this season, what he was able to accomplish, and the future looking very bright as well, too. That running back position looks absolutely locked and loaded. I just, if I can't include Adrian Peterson in the conversation because it's 10 years, it makes it kind of, kind of tough, but you're right. An absolutely fantastic history and tradition for <laughs> what I think many would say is RBU, too. Jess, you got to add hey. Samaje Pirine and Rodney Anderson into that mix as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Good examples of what Chris was talking about. Fantastic college careers. Samaje just hasn't hey. popped as much at hey, the NFL I, level. I, I honestly think we should be able to use Adrian Peterson. They say Father Time is undefeated. <laughs> Father Time hasn't met AD yet, has not met, and certainly hasn't tracked him down. He is still going. Hey, that's right. And, guys, what anything that you can take away from this conversation, uh, what we have learned is that Oklahoma is offense you, right? I mean, I think it, it speaks for itself right there in, in the names and the guys that we've talked about. Ryan Broyles, one of those great receivers uh, that Chad and wide receiver you that Chad was talking about told me we're everything you. So I think uh, that just goes to show uh, what Oklahoma does and, and how they produce their talent for the next level. Okay, quick break. That was a fun segment as well. But uh, up next, we got to continue talking draft. Uh, Chris Plank, our draft guru, is going to give us all the latest rumors and headlines for the Sooners, the next generation entering that NFL class. Keep it here on Spotlight. Final segment here on Spotlight as we take a look at your upcoming television schedule brought to you by Kincaid Coach, the official motor coach carrier of the Sooners. Hey, a marathon of Sooner Sports TV featured some of the best stories uh, from Oklahoma student athletes off the field, on the field, all throughout this week on Sooner Sports TV featured. And make note right there, 8 o'clock Thursday night, Fox Sports Oklahoma the Oklahoma Softball Roundtable Championship Mindset. Lauren Chamberlain, Kaylani Ricketts, Jennifer Stewart, Sydney Romero, Paige Parker, Shay Knighton, all sitting down with me to talk and revisit some of the best 
highlights and moments of Oklahoma softball, the dynasty that is for the last 25 years. You do not want to miss that. And I know we will at least have for sure one viewer. That's Chris Plank. Not only is he the voice of Oklahoma softball, though, he is also our resident draft guru and he's been waiting patiently to talk this whole show <sighs> about the rumors and upcoming what potentially might happen the latest news on the upcoming draft now just two weeks away his favorite time of the year plank we're just going to sit out and let you take it away the rest of the segment and it's not only my favorite day jess it falls on my birthday the greatest present i could ever get all right let's get a couple <laughs> of notes out here real quick because we want to focus on our guys first and foremost Daniel Jeremiah, he's kind of the Mel Kuyper for the NFL Network. He took over when Mike Mayock became the general manager for the greatest team in the National Football League. <clears throat> Daniel Jeremiah's new top 50 has three Sooners in it. We've known about CeeDee Lamb. Kenneth Murray was his biggest riser. In fact, moved up six spots in his rankings. And lo and behold, y'all, look who's at number 50 in Daniel Jeremiah's rankings. It's Jalen Hurts. Now, keep in mind, the quarterback position is going to be very interesting. We know Joe Burrow is going number one. Tua Tunga-Vailoa is going to go in the top five somewhere. Is it two or could it be to five? What happens after that? Is it Justin Herbert? Is it Jordan Love? Could it be Jalen Hurts? There's rumors out of New England that the Patriots are fascinated with what Jalen Hurts could potentially bring to them, and he could be in their sights at number 23. I've fallen in love with CeeDee Lamb's fit with every single team that needs a wide receiver. That could come as early as eight. Just imagine, imagine CeeDee Lamb in Arizona with Kyler Murray. Arizona needs offensive line help, but they could go for another weapon. And they just brought in DeAndre Hopkins during the offseason. What about the New York Jets? They need some help for Sam Darnold. And John Gruden needs a playmaker in Vegas. All three spots could be landing places for CeeDee Lamb. And let's not forget about Kenneth Murray. K-9, the number two linebacker in the draft right now. Keep an eye on the Ravens at 28. But guys, I think he could make a big jump, Jess. I think he could go as high as the top 10 to Carolina where they need a new linebacker. Who saw Kenneth Murray more than the new head coach at Carolina, Matt Rule? Not many people. So keep an eye on K-9 moving up boards. I've got more. He's smoking. we're out of time. We're out of cool time. Cool him off. He's on fire. Yeah, nicely done, Plank. More from him coming up in the next few weeks. Thanks so much for watching Sooner Sports Spotlight. All right, here's what's coming up on the Sooner Sports Podcast presented by Hertz Donuts. Open is Hertz Donuts offering carryout at this time, but also you can deliver through DoorDash. If you need something fun to do while staying at home, call them at 405-885-4711 to order a donut decorating kit. Hey, they thank you, and they appreciate the support for not just Hertz Donuts, but all other small businesses during this time. Hertz Donuts presenting what's on tap. Tomorrow, if you're a subscriber as we tape this on a Friday, the Oklahoma Baylor radio broadcast. And, and again, there might be some of you that say, really? The whole broadcast? Trust me, it is worth it to hear Teddy and his analysis, Toby's passion and energy throughout that first half. And then to see things turn as soon as Parnell Motley forces that fumble, it's well worth your time. The Sooner Sports Podcast and our partners proud to bring you OU and Baylor. And looking ahead to next week, man, kudos to our guy, Matt Archibald. Arch put together a really cool sit-down with the 2017 Men's Golf National Championship team. And I went through it last night. It's, it's cool because... I think it works on the podcast platform. I really do. So we're gonna we're gonna drop that on Wednesdays, Sooner Sports Podcast. I'm excited about that. And then next week, softball. I got your back. I've got your back. We have game three of the 2016 National Championship series where Oklahoma battled Auburn. Paige Parker was so fantastic during that World Series run. And then what would have been the date of the spring football game, we're going to bring you the radio call, Bob Barry, Merv Johnson, of the OU Florida State National Championship game in 2000. That's all coming up next week on the Sooner Sports Podcast and what's on tap presented by Hertz Donuts. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. I hope everyone is able to enjoy Easter this weekend. How However you're able to celebrate, if it's through Zoom, if it's through Skype, if it's through FaceTime, or if it's with family and friends being able to come over and at least spend some time with you. I appreciate everyone spending some time with us, your family to me. 
So have a great weekend. And until Monday, boomer sooner, everybody.